0: Star Wars story is finally on Disney Plus. So make sure you go watch it so that we can have more incentive to make Solo 2 happen. But you know what's not on Disney Plus? TRB, baby! But we're back here on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify all of your audio apps wherever you are listening to a podcast right now we are there and we are in your ears in your eyes in your hearts thank you so much for joining us i'm john with me as always james and lacy and speaking of apple podcasts we ran a little promotion that we called rate the Resistance." Um, where we asked you to rate us on Apple Podcasts and take a screenshot of your rating and tweet to us at RBATSWNN using hashtag RateTheResistance and you all did it. A lot of you. So we appreciate that. We really appreciate that. Um, did you guys read through those reviews? Some of them are so, mm-hmm. so nice. I'm terrible
1: with compliments. So anytime someone compliments me, no matter what it is, it could be like, hey, that's a cool cup. I'm like, eh, What? So, I even if it's <laughs>
0: it. you're even if it's not to your face and you're just reading something someone said.
1: Yeah, it makes me feel so awkward.
0: Really, Lacey? Can I, I tell you something? I, I always I read something? him, and I'm like,
2: "You're really great at what you do."
1: Stop, James. <laughs> what were you saying?
2: Just that I always read him and go, "You're just saying that to get the t-shirt, <laughs> <laughs> dude." And the t-shirt I'm
0: wearing it. So yeah. that's one of the perks of being on the shows. You still mm-hmm. get to get the t shirt. So because the t shirt, the red Makes solo two happen is not available anymore. James was like, it's gone. That's it. May twenty fifth was the day special occasion. You had your chance, people, and then he just pulled the lever like the Death Star tractor beam. Boo gone. Red makes solo two happen gone. But someone won it. And we have it now. We have the we have the winner. We've had past winners of Rate the Resistance. They got to pick their shirts. They have them. They wear them. They love them. We'll do another one probably in the fall, um, probably when Mando comes back. Maybe we'll give away a Mando fan show shirt or something like that. But mm-hmm. right now, the winner of this version of hashtag Rate the Resistance is, and it's not the guy who played uh, Count Dooku. Just so <laughs> everyone is, is certain, Christopher Lee at yeah. Mr. Chris Lee two four. Chris, thank you so much for your review. It was uh, charming, funny, and we appreciate it very much. And also, anytime anyone leaves a review for us on Apple Podcasts, it helps us pop up more in the searches. We really do appreciate that. Um uh, because it's been it's been a war with us in Apple Podcasts let's be honest we have to we <laughs> gotta do what we gotta do over there
1: we're at war
0: we're at war <laughs> win the war so we appreciate that win the war uh, we're gonna DM you so we can get your information to send you uh, this um, limited red variant of makes a little too happen anything you guys wanna say quick to Chris
2: uh, I appreciate you just taking the extra time to actually do it cause nobody nobody thinks they're gonna win in a contest they think they're doing it you know um, like I said you're just doing that to win the t-shirt Nobody ever thinks they're going to win the T-shirt. They're making the effort because they actually legitimately like the podcast and they're listeners so they even know about the contest in the first place. So, um, you know, anytime anybody actually does step up, it's for the right reason to actually promote us, I think, you know, in a way. So that's, that's awesome. Thank you.
1: Yeah, Chris, thank you so much. That was so nice of you. I'm sorry I didn't read it. Because I get awkward, but I'm sure it was super, super wonderful. <laughs>
0: Let's pull it up here. I think it was all about Lacey, actually. But um, no. 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 All right. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. Congratulations. And My thanks hands to everybody. <laughs> thanks to everybody who entered. Uh, we appreciate it very much. And like we said, even though you didn't win, you helped us out. And uh, that means a lot. But don't worry, we're going to have some new giveaways coming up pretty soon. Uh, so stay tuned. Um, we're starting all right. today. Very soon. <laughs> <laughs> really, really soon. Um, Maybe we'll we, talk about it at the end of the show. <laughs> yeah. States. Yeah. So watch to the end of the show. That's your penalty. Uh, all right, penalty. guys. <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's time for uh, Resistance Report, James. What's going on, buddy? It's the Resistance
2: so we actually got a little bit of surprising news. Um, something that kind of came out of nowhere. And when we usually get stuff that comes out of nowhere, it's like you know, like some book announcement. You're like, well, I knew they were gonna announce a book, you know, or it's like some sort of like, hey, we're announcing the the next movie or something. It's like, well, we knew that was gonna come eventually. Didn't expect it today, but. This is actually legitimately something that I did not expect to see. And that is a an official mandalorian theme music video featuring Ludwig Gorhansen. Um, I mean, we all know who he is, right? He is the mastermind behind the Mandalorian soundtrack and music and everything that goes into um, that for this particular TV show. Um, but it kind of has an overall theme that... You know, he's a, he's kind of a hip hop producer. He's like, Hey man, when I write music, I do music videos. <laughs> so boom, we got this. And, and, you know, just as a quick thing for myself, man, um, it, it didn't feel like he just, it, it weird. I know. Cause it kind of starts like in a studio and that's kind of the point, but it didn't feel like it was just like he brought in somebody to do this. Obviously all of the effects and everything being part of the volume, um, We'll get into a little bit more, but it is definitely like a Lucasfilm production. I feel like they paid for this. So um, I'm going to start with Lacey on this one. Lacey, what did you think of this music video? Did you expect it? Did you like it? Do you want to see more?
1: It was totally surprising. Like you said, James, I think when we saw the the post online we were like yes something news related that we can talk <laughs> about that's not a book oh my yeah. gosh
2: hey we um, got books coming later
1: i know sorry i wasn't and that's not just to the books but come on guys there's only so many books i could talk about this is a book club all right anyway as i was saying music video awesome beautifully shot uh, which I thoroughly appreciate. There's the one shot that they used as the header in the Vanity Fair article that I tweeted out being like this. I'm obsessed with this photo. It's where the mask is on his desk with, like, really cool lighting and stuff in the background. Mm-hmm. And I just, he's so cool. I just want to, like, chill with him for a little bit. I feel like he'd have, like, really cool stories to tell. You know? He seems like some of those, one of those people that's like, yeah, this one time. And then he'd, like, three hours later, you're like, oh, my God and that's how you got pizza and he's just like yeah man like like that's like i feel like that's the kind of guy he is um but other than that like what
2: i was gonna say he reminds me of jared leto like so much i can see that Mm. yeah he's like every time i see him i think is that jared leto (laughs) no i think that's the guy from the mandalorian
1: is that the guy that ruined the Joker? No. It's actually <laughs> a wonderful guy that mm. writes amazing music. Um, which, of course, I know Jared Leto writes music before people get mad at me. Mm. Right. Anyway. Good band. Yes. That being said, going back to what I was saying, um, the article's really cool when he talked about the process of how he you know, met with John Favreau and talked about what it was all about. And then he went back to his studio and kind of locked himself away for a month and got to experiment and figure things out, um, which is just an, a really cool, interesting process. Because I feel like, I'm sure John Williams doesn't do that. <laughs> like just experiment with different instruments. Mm-hmm. Like he probably just goes back and writes because everybody has a different creative process. But um, I liked how he described it as the way he used to write music when he was a kid. And that this project made him feel like a kid again in the way that I feel like Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni have said it too is like you know playing in your toy box and picking up the other action figures and what story can you come up with that are left over from your older sibling taking the good ones um so he's just he's just so cool this video is cool I'm glad they did it and I think the music is just something that's so different from all other Star Wars music. I'm glad it got kind of its own little spotlight here.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I. I really like the music video. Mm-hmm. Um. I. I think he's. He, I agree with you, Lacey. I think he's probably a pretty cool person, someone that you'd want to talk with. I. I mean, I wouldn't mind having a conversation with him. Um, and that's
1: how we got I, pizza.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because everything's like so me and Donnie were hanging out and you're like Donnie and he's like oh Donald Glover you know <laughs> like Donny stories have like these yeah. yeah oh i i mean whatever he calls them you know yeah 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 he calls him DG. Childish. yeah yeah um but uh but no i i, I really like the music video and i thought uh i was really i was really blown away by how interestingly they use the volume in the music video um and i kind of from his perspective i mean we think about it all the time like oh man he got the opportunity to do this or whatever but even if that were me and i was writing the songs for the mandalorian i would still be probably more pumped to go to the set and shoot a music video in the volume than i would having worked on the score mm-hmm. um because i mean being able to have these like <laughs> these Facebook photos <laughs> of like you sitting on a rock in front of the mountain, you know, and you're like, uh, oh, that's awesome. You just forever have these like really cool promo shots, um, that, uh, have a very specific history of like, you know, he, he's, you know, I mean, he's been involved in, in stuff before he, uh, has done not, I don't want to say acting, but he's been on film before. Um, and, uh, probably doesn't, often get to participate uh in front of the camera on that level you know what right. i mean using this technology to the advantage uh, and He's having a music video <laughs> yeah that ends in like uh lucas film and stuff uh, at the end of it you know very very cool so james um,
0: did did watching like anytime you watch a music video do you uh think about your time making them or do you make comparisons like oh i remember this yeah. reminds me of this
2: yeah, hundred percent. Absolutely. Cause yeah. obviously like I have history of making music videos and I'm looking at them and in, in a certain sense of like, okay, so how was this done? This, this one's not too complicated. I mean, a lot of it is him just like playing through. They're probably doing, you know, painting shots back and forth. So he just does like a full playthrough of the song mm-hmm. and then they cut it together later. Um, that's why I thought the more interesting stuff was probably him going to the set of the volume. Um, that's actually, I will say like one negative thing, uh, about the the song or the the sweet, the Mandalorian sweet, if you will, here. Mm-hmm. Um because sometimes it did just feel like it would switch to him in the next instrument, you know, and he'd be like, bah, 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 bah. Mm-hmm. you know, and then he's like playing chopsticks on the piano. Do, 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 do 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 <laughs> do. You know, like and I'm just it it, it felt weird sometimes because it kind of reminded me of those like shreds videos have you ever seen those no. no what is that no it's when like they'll take like a a concert like so like santana or or green day or something right and it's like real concert footage but then every time they cut to like the singer like they'll do like bad vocals like and then they like cut to the guitarist, and the guitarist is really like doing something crazy but then they'll just be like (laughs) it's like really bad (laughs) but the point the 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 connection i'm trying to make is that every time they cut to that instrument they completely focus on that instrument and all the other instruments stop Mm. so then you cut to the drummer and it's like right you know right Uh, And the guitar has stopped. So it felt like they were playing the song, but every time they cut to him and doing a new instrument, all of a sudden now you hear that instrument, like really loud and proud. Mm -hmm. And the big one to me was the piano because I, I audibly laughed out loud when I saw it, because I thought it was like the real song and then another added track of piano. And I'm like, I don't think it is though. I think that (laughs) piano track is really in the real song. But it sounded just like he was like in the room going like, do 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 <laughs> do yeah do 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 you know and I'm like, this stands out and is weird because um, the orchestra but, you know, wasn't <laughs> over
0: it yet. That's why <laughs> I
2: right. yeah or something yeah, yeah I don't I don't know I mean I could go back and analyze it but I only really watched it like one one and a half times you know kind of flipping through but. Um. But yeah, that, that's what I got to say. John, go ahead. <laughs> it's your turn. Um, I, I, I loved it. I'm glad they did it. And there's definitely parts in it that I'm like, do more of these. These are really cool. I love this. And I'm glad that it, it made, I just, you know, that I did think that was my reaction to it.
0: I thought, I thought the music video was cool. Um, the part that always gets me in that song is when the intro, um, the intro is very long, but when it starts getting really chaotic and all those weird text like, techno digit sounds really Mm -hmm. amp up and then you just hear the do-dong that part always gives me chills and they show him hitting the drums at that point with the the show in the background like he's tracking it yeah i really like that part of the video a lot because it's his silhouette you see his hair and you see him hitting the drums it almost felt like an old like like even like old metallica music video or something but (laughs) um You know the interview too was really cool. Like, you know Bresnikin, you know knows how to ask like poignant questions. They're not um, just like, "So was it cool making music?" How does it feel? It wasn't the Chris Farley show. Like, remember when you did Black Panther? It was awesome. (laughs) You know, so he, you know, he he revealed a lot of cool things. Like he said, like the same thing that he said in the uh, Disney Gallery episode, though. They gave him a lot of creativity and, and, you know, ability to expand his ideas and not just be like, sound like Star Wars. But I liked what he said about two things. One, how he related to John Williams, not by let me capture his sound, uh, like kind of Kevin Kiner said. He's like, I'm going to try to capture that John Williams feel and do new things off of that. He went back to pre-Star Wars John Williams And when he was John Williams was writing stuff like Earthquake and uh, how he how he learned how John Williams approached stuff like that back then. So he got into John Williams headspace pre Star Wars to um, create something new that wasn't Star Wars. I thought that was a very smart approach and something I've never heard anybody say before. So I thought that was amazing. I thought that was great. And then the other thing he said, the Baby Yoda stuff, the child music, um, he said, you know, evolved throughout each chapter subtly and built and married itself with the Mandalorians in the final chapter, which I thought was cool. But the best part was him saying that it was Favreau's idea to write the Yoda, the baby Yoda music through the eyes of the Mandalorian and how the Mandalorian views the child. So first it starts with, you know, uh, confusion like what the hell is this thing what is that and then as he's starting to endear himself to him the tones of that change so and it was Favreau's idea to write the child's music from the point of view of the Mandalorian and that kind of like blew me away a little bit the, the, the mm-hmm. fact that not only Favreau being that involved but knowing to take it from that angle because when you have a lone character as your main hero and a puppet is the the sidekick there's not a lot of expression you could emote. And, it, and by doing that, you're adding more emotion to the Mandalorian himself while also f- um, giving Baby Yoda his like theme. So I thought that was just so damn brilliant. And I'm, I'm glad he said that because he it almost takes a little bit away from him because it was Favreau's idea, but it shows his confidence again that he's able to like give that credit to Favreau who doesn't need credit. We all know how great Ooh. Favreau is and he's still like, Confident enough to To say that Favreau Made the call there So uh, And then the last part That he's just starting Like maybe this week Writing the music For season two That really surprised me Because
1: Yeah 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 It's
0: You know you got the trailer Coming which the trailer Probably won't have music From the show They usually don't But It's less You know three months away And He said it was very difficult Doing the music for Season one Because it was like Doing three Major motion picture films Worth Right but maybe it's easier this time because he has the established themes, and now he can use them and layer yeah, them in different ways. Yeah. So
2: I, I, I was waiting to, to jump in yeah. on that. As but I he said, he's probably going be... to
0: need to create new themes though, because you're going to have more characters coming in. Moff Gideon, maybe he had more there. You know, so I just found That's that it, fair. if he seems a little late in the game, but maybe he's that kind of guy. He's like, oh, uh, I should probably do that. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think this is I think this is about the time when they, it, which goes to show. That um, that means that they're probably done editing, yeah. or really dang close to oh, they're done. editing the show. They're done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, do do you know that? <laughs> You're very confident on that. I would um, bet they are. They're done. But, I mean, I, I think even it, regardless of if John is saying he knows for sure or not, this, like I said, is is proof to me that they're done because they're saying... Let me here's, tweet a here's GIF the final, cryptically Here's the final. <laughs> yeah.
0: Showing that they're done. Here's
2: the final thing. and <laughs> Just Mando like... Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Good luck finding that GIF. <laughs> um, get someone
0: in a Mando helmet just going... It'll do it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Are you just, it's like one of those things where it's just like a picture, but then like somebody put added hands, green screen hands perfect, coming up from the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, let's move on to the next story. Then, uh, we have Leslie Hedlund who is getting ready to take on a new star Wars project, uh, talking a little bit about the personal responsibility she feels for show running, um, something of that, uh, magnitude if you will um (laughs) so uh you know to, to start this off i i totally understand where she's coming from because one of her quotes involves you know how much luck is involved in uh you know receiving a star wars project in the first place and uh that makes a lot of sense to me understanding you know this this amount of work that you do and still, no matter how hard you've worked, you're still being handed this—the reins to something that you're like, I don't know how I got it because there's so many other hardworking, you know, people in the in the industry. Um, so, uh, a lot of weight on her shoulders. John, what do you think of this story and her response to receiving a Star Wars project?
0: I mean, it's it's certainly a big issue these days, with a huge spotlight on it in terms of um minority groups in terms of uh, race and sexual orientation getting involved and and gender with women getting involved in um, <clears throat> big productions. Star Wars has gotten a lot of flack for it, although I personally think they've come they've done a lot and they've come a long way. Um, but what I you know the thing about these stories now is like we're hearing someone who's developing, a Star Wars show I mean there's always Projects in development um, There's no info About her show really she doesn't talk About any details about the show there's No time frame on the show she doesn't say We're well, oh, we're gonna start shooting in 2021 It's just kind of like very Cloudy to me And that's the that's the strange part To me um, I don't know I'm having a hard time Wrapping my head around this stuff and I think It comes down to this the, what, because We keep hearing this that all these people are making these Star Wars shows and Star Wars movies, and they're all attached to these projects, and we're not getting details on it. Um, I know that's not the focus of this article, but I think just from a Star Wars perspective, because we're a Star Wars podcast, it's a little frustrating that, like, she can't tell us anything that she's making. Like, while she's talking about, you know, she feels lucky to have this stage, and now that she can help other people, and I get that, and that's great. I think that's great. But, like... Is your show coming out in 2022, 2023? Is it going to be about specific characters? Like last we heard, it was going to be female centric, but not tied to anything that exists now. And then you know we got that the elephant in the room, which is you know is Kathleen Kennedy going to be around? And if she goes, do all these projects go? Like does someone clean slate this thing? Like so I, I have a hard time getting excited about her involvement. I did like I told you guys, I watched Russian Doll. I thought that was good. That was a good show um it is very adult a lot of her stuff is very adult so i don't know what kind of star wars we're going to get from her is she gonna is she going to conform to star wars or is star wars going to start changing and and do adult driven stuff which i don't know if i like that so i don't know what to think of her involvement but we've had two or three articles and interviews about her now without still getting any information and that's a little frustrating i gotta be honest um so until i get more info on what she's doing exactly or a title or anything uh i can't really say one way or the other what i think about her show running um a star wars show like i said i like some i like her existing show russian doll was good but that doesn't mean i'm necessarily gonna like what she does with star wars so i can't give too much on it
2: yeah Well, Lacey, uh, any thoughts here on this story?
1: So I don't know a lot about her. I've seen uh, Bachelorette, which is a movie she did, which I enjoyed, which we talked about before, which was very, like John said, adult, like drugs and sex and all those things. Yeah, it's like Um, Russian Dolls the same way. Yeah, so I don't think there's any doubt that she has the ability to create interesting storytelling but the question is how is that going to translate to Star Wars and I don't know much about her outside of the couple of interviews and panels that I've watched of her I kind of feel like she doesn't translate well to to text because every interview I read with her to me reads a certain way that I'm like is she being sarcastic is she joking here Because they asked her, like, what's the hardest part? Which is, like, one of those, as we know, like, kind of softball-y questions. I was like, how do you feel about this? What's the hardest part? Her response was, I hate writing. I don't like doing it. It's the worst part. And my mind immediately goes to, there are so many writers that would kill to be in your position to be writing a Star Wars show. Mm -hmm. Like, so I automatically get into that boat of, like, kind of protective. And I think it's because I'm a diehard Star Wars fan that I'm, like... Not that you should be grateful for this. That's not what I'm trying to say. But at the same time, I get a little protective that I'm like, but there are so many people that would kill to write a Star Wars show. And here you are on the main stage talking about how you hate writing and you dread it. And then she kind of had this very, I don't know, statement where she's like, well, sit down and I'll tell you how hard it is to pitch this for six months and then never hear back again. And it kind of yeah. came very condescending to me. And I was like, why why would you talk like this? And I don't know if it's her personality. I don't know anything about her. But to me, I was just like, I don't know. And I've said this before. Like, I don't know if it's her attitude or the way she's presenting herself. So I'm concerned because I'm like, I don't know how that's going to translate with Star Wars fans. Because Star Wars fans grab on to everything as it is. So, for someone to sit there and be like, oh, I hate writing, I guarantee there's already like 70 YouTube videos about how she hates writing and she's writing Star Wars and like why would they choose uh, this girl? It's So, yeah. away from that, uh, there was one part of the uh, interview that I really did enjoy and it, it was what John had said where she talked about helping out other people and yeah. about how the best thing that you can do is send the, en- the elevator down to someone else or come get you and uh, I think that translate not not just in a creative fashion or in type of Star Wars show running, I think that translates into life and I think that that was a statement that I really could immediately latch onto that I was like, as Star Wars fandom we should constantly be sending down the elevator to others and sharing other stuff and supporting those that are working hard and creating good things within the community just like she's saying like it doesn't just have to happen at the top level of oh i'm doing a star wars movie therefore i should help out other writers like we as fans should also help out each other and and support one another when we can um so i really liked that again like john said she hasn't said anything about the show i don't know what the show's about who the characters are when it's coming it's kind of like fill in the blank but The first few answers, I don't know, just immediately, I was like, what is she saying? Like, why would you say this in an interview?
2: I
0: have have a, like, this may come across as, like, controversial, but I have, like, I have a a fear of, say I watch her show and I don't like it. I have a fear of being called, like, I don't know, like, anti-gay or something. And, like, you know, people will do that because it's just how our culture is right now mm-hmm. with the online and stuff mm-hmm. so i like have this anxiety like i hope it's a good show and i hope i like it because i'm always i always want to give my honest take on things but i hate the fact that that's going to be out there as some kind of like not defense mechanism but almost like it's just this weaponized thing that's online where people just try to get you if you you don't like something they try to say you're a bad person because this person happens to be gay or this person happens to be whatever, that makes me nervous, honestly, because I'm just going to take the show for what it is and that's what we're supposed to do. You know what I mean?
1: I know that leading into The Rise of Skywalker, you had said the same thing that you were like, I really hope this is a good movie because the the fandom needs it right now. And we came out of that being like, oh no. (laughs) Some people are going to be unhappy. So I think that there's always some type of... and and it shouldn't be there shouldn't be some type of anxiety about it but there is this kind of underlying anxiety of like can we just have a win can we have a win together on this which the Mandalorian has done so I do have hope that live action TV will give us that right uh, more than the the movies have recently but
0: I think that's why I want details on her show I'll give me something
1: right like shut up the people that are already against you because you're giving us something to argue for on your behalf kind of yes right
0: yeah like is it going to be force-based is it going to be like espionage like off the cusp like i don't know oh, right, geez, right. i wonder
2: when the, if we could track the first details we got a mandalorian to when the show aired you know well but the of course only... we don't know when the show going to air so it's kind of hard to say like you know the time frame of well it's six months before it's supposed to come out so we should be getting some de- you know the only I'm details pretty we sure have
1: sure it was august of 2017 or 2018 we in, or no, because we went into Celebration knowing about it. Yeah. Which was 2019. 19. You're right. Yeah, yeah. it might have been 2018.
0: Yeah. All we know is that this they said this is a female-centric show that's going to be have martial arts stunts and that it has no, cool. no no ties to current timelines, I believe was the word.
2: Sure. So who knows? Just give yeah. us something. Um, something to yeah.
1: be excited about, please.
2: Yeah. <laughs> to... To... to piggyback a little bit off of what you were saying Lacey, because you were you kind of led me on another train of thought um i too read those comments and was like this is weird you know i mean like literally like verbatim what she says i don't love writing writing is terrible she admits pitching is exhausting when people are like how do i pitch and i'm like "Well, sit down for a second let me explain to you because it's working on that pitch for six months and you know and then you uh yeah They'll i just think of all get the, get the people job. that
1: dream of writing for star wars or just for television or being in hollywood and they're reading this article being like i would give my right arm to be in your position mm-hmm. and this is the so, answer
2: you're giving yeah so i think like to put a positive spin on this because sure. i think there is a way that you could like why would you be saying this because i think this is sometimes just like the train of thought so like For instance, you know, we get it as podcasters, but I'll use the band example because I got that question all the time. It's like, what is your least favorite part about being in a band or or writing a record? Yes. And I considered
1: this when I was thinking about it. Yeah.
2: And and you're like, uh, well, I mean, like there's the writing process that, you know, that is good and bad. There's the tracking and recording process. That's good and bad. So you come up with something you're like you know, you know what, actually, it's it's probably the, the recording process, man. It just I get nervous, I don't like it, you know, but at the end of the day, y- your point is, but it still comes out the way you want sure. it to, you know, and that's
1: why I was saying so, I think she just doesn't translate well to text.
2: <laughs> I think she answered that question without being asked that question. Mm-hmm. It was like, mm-hmm. what is your favorite part of the creative process? She's like, well, I'll tell you what my least, least favorite, favorite part is. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: It's this. Um, but then she tries to like use that to circle back to, um, you know, something that is like why this can be, you know, sure. a, a difficult sure. thing, this, this yeah. process of being a creative person. So, um, so I don't know. I mean, but I think what you guys both said is exactly right. Like, um, it's just, we're, we're learning a little bit about this person, but like, like Lacey said, we're learning a little bit about this person and the personality. And we're trying to understand this person as a creative person in star Wars. Right. Then on John's point of view, it's like, how much of it do we take in right now? Is it worth it? Because we're not entirely sure what this project is. And we've been burned before believing, you know, that, um, benioff and wise are doing a star wars movie and there's no way that's falling through yeah. you know um, right and all we like, have to on so base it on many is other stuff that things. she's
1: done which is so far away from what we know of star wars that you're like okay i have nothing to even compare to what i yeah. could see
0: and i feel like we've but i feel like that's
2: the, a lucasfilm thing like that's sure. the herd oh, they're saying yeah we yeah i know but, we, you know, we have this thing for you, but we don't want you to talk about it yet, you know? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. but,
0: you know, there's been like two, I feel like we've had this discussion about her already, like a few months ago. Yeah, 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 yeah we did. And it's like, there's been sure. two or three interviews and it's about her and her thoughts on the industry the or process. whatever. And, you know, you don't even want to get into the Harvey Weinstein thing. She used to be his personal assistant and uh, now look what's happened to him. So yeah. I wonder if Disney's like, oh, geez. Like, <laughs> so, you know, there's a, there's a lot to it. And again, it was one of those things like, it's possible this show never even comes to fruition because, you know, the more you know, I try to always ask questions of people who are involved in the industry and stuff, and they're like, "Do you realize how many things are in development that just?" November
1: eighth, like, twenty seventeen, Ryan Johnson will be directing. <laughs>
0: like they're like like they're like, they're like there's been a Tron third Tron movie that's been kicked around for ten years or whatever. Yeah. Like it's just like, so Forget who knows? Forget the
1: Tron. Just give me another Daft Punk CD. Yeah. <laughs> i say so no, but i mean me, like, give
2: me another tron <laughs> 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 i love tron tron's my like sleeper franchise you want to no, hear I, don't, I just you hear i
1: love that soundtrack so i've never
2: much. seen sean, any tron Sean's movies never, er, yeah john I sean, but i was also mixed up in my words you call me sean i was thinking has never seen and it makes the S sean
0: sound Hoey? With, uh, yeah well you're john. shames baney yeah
2: <laughs> shame on you um no, that that's not surprising at all. Because if you if you miss the first Tron, no big deal. Obviously, that that's not that. It really crazy. doesn't matter. Yeah. If you mi- you mix the second one, that's also like, oh, that was in our time, and it was like a, it was in the theaters or whatever. But like, I, it's not like everybody was blown away. Yes. You know. The soundtrack
1: is so good, though.
2: Yeah, but the but Tron two is so good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love. I'd I go Man. see
1: it if Tron three happened
2: oh i'm 100 percent there are yeah. the first tron day.
0: movies available yeah. are they on disney plus or anything
2: yeah yeah oh all right then i'll watch it all right. <laughs> the first one's on there
1: <laughs> yeah
2: i believe so yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you know what you know what's, what's interesting it about? though
1: a guy goes into a video game
2: i was ready yeah. player one
1: no S- different than that no
0: yeah you know they made I, books I, about those movies
1: Oh my gosh John, John is just saying that because <laughs> I love that book so much And the other day I was yeah. like They're making a second book And John was like there was a book And I was so offended They're making a
2: second Ready Player One book
1: Yes it's coming out in November oh. Which originally they were oh,
0: shit.
2: That's the Airheads I'm joke.
1: assuming that Ernest Cline yeah, yeah. was like yeah. I need some money And they were like well make a second one And so he wrote a second one Because his second book Armada mm. didn't do as well
2: uh, Um <laughs> <laughs> but John, I I actually recommend that if you did if you did want to watch the Tron movies, watch Tron Legacy f- first. first, the second one first. It, I think it'll actually do you a lot better because they do a really good job at like explaining
1: the first one what
2: yeah. the first one was about mm-hmm. without you having to see it, and then you just go back and watch the first one for like Easter eggs and fun little connectivity yeah. stuff. Yeah. We'll do. And Jeff Bridges. But
0: <laughs> yeah. I like Jeff Bridges.
2: Oh, my gosh. Um, All right. We have one more story to talk about, and that is the fact that Thrawn Ascendancy uh, has (laughs) released its first excerpt. Um, Now, this is, of course, uh, the book Chaos Rising that we're referring to, which is the first book of the Thrawn Ascendancy Trilogy. That's right. Six Thrawn books and still no Lost Stars, too. I don't know what's (laughs) going on. (laughs) But, that's so true what but a- hey <laughs> hey i'm down for thrawn you guys know i love the character uh probably the most on this podcast uh so there's my thoughts but i want to hear um i want to hear Lacey's thoughts first
1: my think? thoughts are that the cover is so wonderful with its graphic design that i think it's one of the best star wars covers i've seen those are my thoughts
2: <laughs> wait a minute really
1: I read the chapter. It's a bunch of names with a bunch of apostrophes that I couldn't pronounce. And
2: no, like, I'm talking about the graphic design thing. I looked at that and I was like, I
1: really liked it. Yikes. I, I liked it. it.
2: looks like Mad Men. Like, yes, it
1: does. I was like, it this does. kind of, it does.
2: to me, the poster that came out with it, mm-hmm. I looked at it and was like, this might be the worst Star no, 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 Wars not graphic the blue I've one. seen.
1: Not the blue one. Oh. The gray one. The gray one with the wedge. That the guy's standing at a perspective oh, view.
2: Oh yeah, the cover yeah, of yeah. the book. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. I'm too. I'm too focused on the fact that they released the like pre special edi- or the pre order graphic mm-hmm. that, the poster <laughs> that comes with it or whatever. I I don't like, like that, that, that graphic did, at all. That
1: graphic doesn't match anything they've ever done of Thrawn before that. Like it looks nothing like the other versions of Thrawn. What is that?
2: What is it's a song, song,
0: but I don't know what it's song song it? it's the theme of Mad Men. Oh, I've oh. never
1: seen Mad Men, so I don't yeah,
2: I
0: mean
1: <laughs> So you're singing a song? Um, there was no one you're dying. Yeah, I
0: guarantee. Let me—I want to know in the comments if someone, when they heard that, they were like, "That's the Mad Men theme," or they needed. Oh, it, I'm to be sure. Oh. Yeah.
2: It just sounded like a but, scary uh, movie,
1: like I was about to get murdered.
2: <laughs> I thought it was <laughs> like some like <laughs> '70s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> madman but uh, i did
1: read the excerpt going back to thrawn uh it was a lot of like sir give me this report yes sir here's your pen okay i'm gonna give you this report okay (laughs) jump in this okay sir thank you so much here are your papers okay this happened great report back and i was like this is not my thing but the cover's cool john
0: what
2: did john what did you think
0: um Well, first of all, I, I'm loving... I want as many throne books as possible because these titles are just getting so f- funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, like those generators, like title generators, and you could just like go online and like randomize a title. I feel like that's how like, you know, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice or something. Like they yeah. just like, let's use the word Dawn and then we'll come up with the rest later. Thrawn, ascendancy, Thrawn.
2: chaos rising. Ascendancy, part one,
0: chaos rising. The existential
2: being yeah, colon. It's like, it's like
0: Michael. A man with a mill. It's like Michael <laughs> Bay named this book, and it's like yeah. bam, chaos, and it's rising. Chaos, but it's also chaos, and it's rising. Dark side of the moon. Dark first kingdom. of all. Ascendancy already is rising. The word itself is about rising. So he's got. So basically, it's Thrawn, Rise rising, banner. chaos rising. I hear ya. And it's i hear like, you then what it's like <laughs> so it's thrown rising chaos rising is what the book is called and then i start reading this thing and i'm like oh <laughs> man it's gonna be like a michael B-. and then it's like and then the ship came out of sector three and then sector two showed up and sector one was like what are you doing here sector three and he's like oh, i'm sector two and then when set your photons for phasers and then it's like, like all this like technical stuff and i'm like this is not star wars to me can
1: you please say the name of the mm. character in there that i couldn't like you guys kind of make fun of me on the show for getting names wrong and it's which, totally which, valid which character there were a bunch there were at least oh ba- op- bakif oh my god how many apostrophes are in that name one just one it looked yeah. like there were multiple yeah are,
2: and the, are, the are C you... is always silent are you thinking like of Mithron Nyoroto? Like the big long name? That's his like well, that's chest name and he shortens it to Thrawn. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but I don't know that she doesn't all see I know that name is, and is like, what is this?
1: I read this chapter and I went, you know what? For once, I'm going to admit John was right and they should just have more Dennis's or Bob's or Toms. That's or, all I'm saying. I don't know. It it was just like these names are getting so out there that I feel like they're just like
2: Like can Thrawn have a sister Dawn?
1: And you're like uh, what?
2: <laughs> Myth, Myth Don Yoroto. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Don't ask me to uh, say that. Like
0: imagine being like in all in all honesty, like um an author or even worse, like an editor like uh Tom Holler from like Delray mm-hmm. and having to like deal with this. Like it's probably really annoying. Well, Is you dealing
1: with it or is it like, oh, you need to fill in a name here?
0: Well, you have to edit it and make sure there's no typos and there's like 14 consonants with two vowels and then there's a, an apostrophe. Oh, you're
1: saying when he's proofreading it to make sure all these yes, the are Yes, co- the right? copy editors, uh, the
0: proofreaders, yeah, yeah. The, yeah the, all the checkers. Like, I'm from publishing, so I, I mean, that's this is a, a disaster.
2: <laughs> they just get the people John, who publish John's like over Star Trek Klingon the novels episodes. and stuff. Well, you know, yeah, Timothy
0: <laughs> Zahn's just like... That sounds good. He probably he probably does this. He closes his eyes and he goes, tap in way the type, and he looks and he's like, that's a name. That's the guy's name. <laughs> yeah. And then he just goes like this. He puts a space in the middle and hits the apostrophe button, and he's like, T throne T la doo doo
1: It's turned into like when people online are like, oh my god, and they mash their keyboard like those are Star Wars names now. <laughs>
0: and, and look, you know, it's a prequel to. Thrawn, and it's a new trilogy and people are wondering yeah you know, i all all the people seem to care about about thron is where did he and ezra go but and for some reason though we're going back even before all that so
1: They're descending
0: it i want <laughs> to wanna know who i want to know what dirt timothy zahn has on the people over at lucasfilm disney publishing because the dude is he's like i got an idea for another trilogy guys they're like oh yeah what is is it you know
2: what it is to be honest with you i think it's
0: selling a lot of books
2: probably that the thrawn books sell more than any other books that they wait isn't
0: it which is kind of all right let's put it this way if it wasn't him the guy who did the the original uh now legends trilogy of thrawn which was all Star Wars was after the movies because they thought Star Wars was done. This is before the prequels. That trilogy mm-hmm. comes out. They're like, this is our new Star Wars now. This is our deal. If it wasn't him coming back, they would hate it, and it probably wouldn't Maybe. sell well. These are the the Legends people. This is the only Star Wars thing. The Do you Legends, know that though? Oh, let's put. Well, this is my guess. The Legends mm-hmm. people who hate Star Wars now probably still buy this because it's their guy, Timothy Zahn.
2: Maybe I, I get the Timothy Zahn aspect of it, but also like, don't don't you think that the people who were like seven, eight, and nine should have been the heir to the Empire trilogy, because that was good Star Wars, and then now this new Thrawn is like, not not their Thrawn. like that's weird to them. So I'm not entirely sure that that crowd came over. When you look at people like me, for instance, you know I I don't relate to the old Thrawn stuff. I like Thrawn the character because of what they, but because of what the author, granted it is the same author, mm-hmm. but the the author in this new era has created. I like that character, you yeah. Know?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, I, I'm not trying to be a hater, but just if you listen to our podcast, you know I don't like Thrawn. Uh, it's not even a bit. I'm not a fan, but I try to have fun with it. I'm not trying to hate on anybody who likes it. It's just I'm just being honest about it and just trying to have
2: fun with it. That's all. Um. So this, this excerpt to me though, like I, I do hear the criticism, John, that's actually kind of funny. The, the rising rising, you know, but (laughs) the book takes place. It's a, it's a prequel and it's, you know, when we first met Thrawn, he was first coming up, but he was really just first coming up in the empire. He already had a long legacy as a, as a respected individual in his own, uh, people's society so this is the story of him being young and respected by nobody and and r- raising up and this excerpt is you know uh an, a group of unknown individuals are attacking their people and they're trying to figure out what why somebody would do that and because this type these people are very statistically driven they're trying to figure out the means of this and this is so off the wall that they're like, we need to ask someone who is a natural talent in strategy. And there's only one person we can think of. And that's just the introduction to get ready. Right. Um, so that's why I think the ascendancy thing makes sense because it's him when he was young yeah and then of the three novels like you have like you know the first and the second and the third the third's gonna be the end this is the beginning of the chaos the chaos is rising this is just the start of this trilogy but the ascendancy is you know like I said the overlaying of where this takes place um which I believe now we're kind of speculating it's like during or like right around the beginning of the Clone Wars probably based on age Mm -hmm. um I understand what you guys are talking about with the names. Uh, the nightmare for me is that I usually get these books... It, it, I, this is a positive. I get the books early. The nightmare is the fact that I usually listen on an audiobook, and I don't have a visual representation of that name that I just heard. I don't know how to spell that. Right. So, therefore number one, I can't look it up on Wikipedia because the book's not out and Wikipedia is not filled out. So it's hard to kind of reference. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is that now I don't even know how to spell it. So if that character was involved in other properties before, I have to try to spell it by ear to see if I can find that person. It's tricky. Um, this is what makes uh, doing the book discussions. Um, I don't know. What's the hardest part about doing book discussions? <laughs> <laughs> going back to the other thing oh, yeah. uh, pro- probably just trying to keep everything straight um, just talking, but, I, but I'm excited yeah who, who's talking <laughs> what What are the names of these characters and stuff um, but I'm very excited for the book uh, I'm going to be reading it as soon as it comes out so um, that's it then I guess <laughs> anything else guys John no. I think your, you have get- to that's once it.
1: again tell us what you think of Thrawn
2: yeah does he make you blue?
0: <laughs> Thrawn makes me yawn. Get your Thrawn <laughs> on, folks. Enjoy your
2: Thrawn. Do it. All right, Lacey, take us on to the next section. What's it called?
1: So coming up now is our Patreon pod race. So there are lots of ways you can support us on different platforms like YouTube. You can like, comment, and subscribe on this video. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at RBATSWNN. And then also, you can head over to Patreon.com slash Resistance Broadcast, where you can support us at all different tiers, starting at $2 a month. um, And the top tiers get to be a part of the show. So this is their chance. It's called the Patreon Podrace. We give them a question, and then they give their answer, and we react to it. So... First, we want to thank our generals. So we want to thank Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, Micah Harrison, Michael Gaines, Jetta Rosewater, Bethany, Russ Harbison, and Kendall Gelnar. So thank you guys so much. And we're going to head to General Russ this week, which we're super excited yeah, about.
0: Russ. It's his
1: first time on the pod race. And his question is, As an avid gamer who loves a galaxy far, far away, pitch your ideal Star Wars video game um, that you would get most excited for and pick up and play. So Russ, take it away.
2: Hey, John, James, Lacey. So for me, a really cool idea for a Star Wars video game would be something similar to a Metal Gear Solid type of game. You know, maybe uh, set during the Galactic Civil War era, you play as a rebel spy. And you have to just go into all these different imperial bases and sneak around, steal plans, stuff like that. Uh, I think that would be pretty cool in a Star Wars setting for the stealth aspects of it. Um, you know, basically just trying not to get caught and stuff. they don't have to get everyone there. I, I may be wrong here, but I can't really think of any previous Star Wars games that are just purely stealth-based stuff like that. So I think it'd be something really cool and interesting to see in that universe. Um, thanks for having me on.
1: Have a good one. Awesome job, Russ. So, John, what did you think?
0: I like any time there is um, a semblance of calm when it comes to a game, and I know like it's probably uh, a tough game that you're pitching, but I feel like it's one of those like you you gave me the feeling of like Obi Wan kind of creeping, uh, sneaking around the Death Star. Uh, trying to be like a spy and like hiding and trying not to be found. And I like those types of games, actually. I had, there was a Wolverine game I played back in the day for PS2 that was kind of like that where you had to sneak into the complex. I liked the Batman games like Arkham City where you had to kind of do detective work and go around town and not get caught. I love that type of stuff. So that's the type of thing you're talking about. I'm down with that. I think what turns me off with some Star Wars games is the, overwhelming stuff like the battlefront multiplayer where you can just get spawned and then brained and you're you're <laughs> you're out because uh, i'm not i'm not as good as video games i used to be like i will crush some nes and some sega and some n64 mm-hmm. and i will dominate i will dominate but I bet you're not
2: as good as you think you are
0: the games probably not <laughs> i'm not but i'm i'm worse at (laughs) modern games than i was uh then so but i do like your idea russ i think that's pretty cool i'd probably check that out i'd probably play that if uh, if they did it so um pitch it and thanks dude thanks for all the support you're so fun in the chats and everything and uh love uh seeing you on our uh calls with the generals and admirals and uh hope you're well man thank you buddy james um
2: Huge Metal Gear fan over here, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. Do you so play I was really it or do you excited.
1: watch people play it?
2: So here's the thing: is like I followed Metal Gear all the way up to a certain point, and mm-hmm. then it got. I think they started going on PS4, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, I'm going to try to do this or whatever. But Metal Gear is one of those franchises that, if you're not in it. You lose it real fast. In it to win it. Because this, yeah, the stuff that they they talk about is like, sometimes it's like Kingdom Hearts level. Like, it none of this makes any sense <laughs> at all. You have to be like 100% in it. Because if you just start explaining it to people, it's like it's like, I'm not following the story. Like you can't just tell somebody what happened in that game. You have to play it. Um, right. Right. So, so I've kind of fallen off on the franchise from five on. Um, but I love it. I still love the idea of it, the concept of it, the gameplay of it and the general idea. So uh, if you were to just say a stealth game, yeah, I'm I'm like, I, I picture this, like I see it working and, And I like it because you could have a character like a, like a, a a psycho or something like that, you know, that is using the force to some degree, but your main character is going to encounter someone like this and, and just have to work around it. Mm -hmm. Um, your, your ability is going to be based on your, uh, physical ability to fight, hand to hand and stuff like that. And I, I I, really think this could be a cool game, especially when you look at something like uh, Rogue One, for instance, you know, those characters were lead characters who were heroes and they didn't have the force. So, yeah, I love it. S- good good one, Russ.
1: <laughs> the sneaking around just makes me think of Ewok Hunt, where you're trying to like get through the forest mm, and not mm-hmm. die. <laughs> so if that's what you're thinking of, then absolutely I'm in. Uh, that game is so scary. Um, but yeah, no, great answer, Russ. We're so excited that you were a part of the pod race this week. We love having you in the community, and thank you so much for supporting us and just being so active. It's been really great. Side note, what games would you guys want to see? Like if you were to pitch your us? own game. Yeah, I want a Mario Kart or a Mario Party type Star Wars game.
0: Wow. I don't know. I, Man, I I think it'd be cool to do like vintage, like when they would do games based on like the movies, like give me a solo video game and I have to do the Kessel Run and stuff and like (laughs) I have to steal Mm -hmm. the spice or the coaxium from uh, the mines, like Like, story
1: mode game.
2: Yeah. I think that'd be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. James?
2: You're saying like a like a solo game where like you take on different jobs? Yeah, sure. And then you like fly the Falcon through yeah, different like, cityscapes tr- and stuff? Yeah. That could be cool. Um, I I just wanna see like a basic action adventure game, but on mobile. Like oftentimes what they do on mobile is they try to like do like a pay to play and and mm-hmm. or play to win or whatever. I don't I don't know all that stuff is called, mm-hmm. but oftentimes it just feels like it's like <laughs> loot boxes and you're getting awards and it's like ah this is annoying. I just wanna I just wanna uh, a game where I'm like the character and like I move the joystick and he goes and hack sure. and slash. Uh But like you know I guess that's not really like a platformer, but you know what I'm saying like 3D platformer style yeah. action adventure game mm-hmm. on mobile. That's what I want. Yeah
1: cool that's it well, Lacey wants games where she
0: can kill people yeah just yes kill everyone death uh
1: so yeah thanks so much we're gonna now go to more from you guys with ask the resistance john i've been wondering what are chlorians?
0: yes that's right uh so if you send us questions on twitter uh mostly at rbatswnn using hashtag ask the resistance or if you email us a question, or if you're a resistance officer on Patreon and you submit them to us. However you do it, we pick them and we get you on the show. And these folks uh, made it this week. So we have uh, Cheryl R. at Cheryl R. 688-12826. And Cheryl asked, Hi from the UK. My question is... Hi, Cheryl. if, If Anakin or Ben had lived... What do you think would have been the consequences of their actions that the galaxy would have demanded? So, Lacey, I'm going to throw this one at you. Uh, what do you got for Cheryl?
1: Hey, Cheryl. Thanks for your question. We appreciate it. I hope everything is going well in the UK. Uh, fun fact, my favorite type of tea is from the UK. Um, all right. They have good tea over there. They do. They really do. Um, so, I'm kind of at a, a loss here only because I don't know, like... I'm sure someone knows the exact answer of, like, how they would treat war criminals or something like that in the New Republic. And, like, we get an idea of it here and there, but I'm sure in some book it explains what they do. But I would like to think that if Ben survived, which I was hoping that he would have, um, he would have to pay for what he did. But it's in a different way than I think Anakin would, because Anakin... And we talked about this, I think, leading up to the rise of Skywalker. Um, He killed a room of kids. So for me, that's at like a different level than someone that kills people when they're in a war. Because people kill on both sides, like Poe Dameron killed people. Uh, So that's different than consciously walking into a, a room of children and slaughtering them. So I feel like that's where I would be like, well if anakin survived he would have to pay some type of big like he'd have to go to jail forever whereas i feel like if ben eventually switched sides and fought on the right side he would pay some type of debt but nothing too crazy if that makes sense like i i don't think he would get the same e- extreme treatment that anakin would get
0: All right. yeah i do know uh thank you cheryl uh, good job, Lacey. All right, next one is Jay MacArthur at Sandwich Guy Jay.
1: Does he like sandwiches?
0: Yeah, probably. unless unless he ha-
2: runs a food truck called Sandwich Guy. Does anybody not Jay. like sandwiches?
1: Depends on the sandwich.
2: I know, but the, if you don't like one sandwich, you probably like another. Is there <laughs> anybody that's just like, oh, sandwiches? There's gonna be all one, of them. There's gonna be one
1: person in the comments that's like, sandwiches are the worst. <laughs>
2: You have to hold them and Un-
0: then like, oh.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Do you think anyone eats sandwiches with forks and knives?
2: Yeah, Matt does. Sure,
0: really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Does he also eat Snickers bars with a fork and knife?
1: Nobody eats pizza that way.
0: Sicilian, or all, like all, all pizza. pizza
1: he eats burritos that way pizza that way oh uh, well I mean, if, it,
0: if you get a grande burrito that's like the size of a football i get it look everything. i want a burrito right now so good all, all right um james will we ever see octo again on the big screen not disney plus don't you disney mm-hmm. plus octo man and would it only um, be ray
2: who goes there
0: and this is uh yeah, again, Jay MacArthur at Sandwich Guy Jay. And Jay, you gotta let us know what the deal is that handle, dude. Do you run a deli?
1: John really wants a burrito
0: right now. He's really I hungry. I really would eat a burrito like crazy.
2: <laughs> I I would love to see Octo again and I think it would make a lot of sense. Like for instance, when we were talking about uh or when when we as a Star Wars fan community were thinking um about the benioff and why stuff that we were talking about earlier right we were like oh man what a good opportunity to bring it back the origins of the jedi oh the first jedi temple that's a perfect opportunity um i think i think yes i think we will because i think that regardless of it, of who makes it somewhere down the line, they're probably still going to want to do that whole like origins of, because that's how Hollywood works. Like we have a big hit and then we want to go back and do the origins of said hit. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I think that the whole fact that that was going to happen um, probably still points to the possibility that they still want to explore that, that world and that timeline. Um, and, uh, and that's big screen stuff. So they have a, a perfect way to loosely connect uh, to other stuff that they've seen, and it's Disney canon, so yeah, I, I think we will. Nice. And they could... Just don't know
0: when. ...potentially use the volume and not necessarily always have to go back to Skellig like Michael, which is seasonal. Actually, I
2: should I should throw that in there, too, is that part of my reasoning for thinking of it is because the, the I don't know what country, what country is it? Ireland. Ireland. Ireland yeah they were like yes yes please and they're like I feel like they got a lot of tourism Mm -hmm. and and other things from that so they would probably welcome it again it's like it's like New Zealand and Lord of the Rings like they were very welcome to the idea of Hobbit returning because they were like you don't know how it's changed our um, uh, what's it called Uh, tourism yeah, tourism isn't the right word. I'm looking for this. this Economics?
1: C, a, yeah. Something economy. Like
2: that. <laughs> economy. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> I was like, it starts with a C, but it started with economy.
1: I'll never forget yep. the week after Celebration Europe 2016. Like, we're talking probably a day later, two days later. I was in Ireland after the fact in Dingle outside of where they shot it. And we stayed at the hotel that they stayed at. And there was a big notice saying from film being like, thank you for having us. You guys are so nice. And it's signed by Ryan Johnson. Oh. No, the point I'm making John is that I missed them. Not that oh. I'm bragging that I'm staying at the mm. hotel. Mm. <laughs> that mm. it was, the guy at the counter was like, oh, they were here uh, two days ago. And I was like, no.
0: Too bad. Yeah. All right. All right. What, James? That's it? All right. Uh... <laughs> Zanjo Most at Old Master 357 uh, asked if the franchise were to take a time jump forward could you see them incorporating any of the legacy character stories into a TV show or movie Uh, Cade Skywalker, Darth Crate, Talon, uh, Nihil etc. I wonder if he means nihilist Um, so legacy he doesn't mean legacy the way we understand it he means like legends characters I think Um, yeah I don't, is that what he means? Because these so. people aren't canon, right? Darth Crate is that canon? Cade Skywalker? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't so, think so, yeah. Um, Zanjo, I don't think so. Um, my whole adage is, I mean, we. It's funny. We just talked about Thrawn for a while, so the precedent is there for them to do it. But I think Thrawn happened again because Timothy Zahn came back, so you can make that change without lighting fans on fire and 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 ticking people off by giving their precious character to someone new to write the same guy wrote it so it's hard to critique it um in these situations i don't think the uh the juice is worth the squeeze as uh, i say around here because they don't need to bring these characters in uh so why do it when all it will probably cause is a firestorm that whole, you ruined my character, you didn't do it right, or whatever. It's just really not worth it. All right, so I don't think they're ever going to do that. I think they retconned... Uh, I don't even want to say retconned, because honestly, the expanded universe stuff was never really canon, if you want to be honest about it. George Lucas never considered it part of his canon. Um, so, um, yeah, I just don't think so. Um, and that's not an admonishment you know, against the, the stories and all that stuff. There's some fun stuff in there, except when they killed Chewie with a moon but uh yeah i just i I really don't think that's gonna that's gonna happen i'm i'm wondering if you you pitched it or you asked it because you hope that they that they do it um so maybe they will maybe i'm completely wrong but i just don't see it happening i really don't um so that's my answer all right uh last one real quick here uh beer at beer underscore fet. uh what's up bethany um in your opinion, real quick here, guys, in your opinion, which is the best band featured in the Star Wars movies?
2: Oh, oh, I got this. I got this. In Sync, right?
1: Cantina Band.
0: The Modal Nodes? Yep. That's wrong.
1: Okay. To you.
0: <laughs> Those guys play like one song.
1: What's your point? Where are you going?
0: Nope. They play two songs. They play
2: two songs. Yeah, two songs. And there's a third song on the <clears throat> Batu soundtrack from them. Hmm. Yeah, um, The August Cantina.
0: I think
2: uh, Max Rebo
0: Band. Right? <laughs>
1: very, very eclectic
0: group. Um, James, what do you really think?
2: Um... It, does sync not count? They were almost in Attack of the Clones. No, they do not count, James.
0: <laughs> and they're not I a mean, band. They do
1: count, and yes, they are they're a, are a band. band.
2: They're not a yeah, band. Yeah, ta- Yeah, they're a band. They're a band. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I my my first thought was the the Max Rebo band as well because of the the. Uh, I, I like the song that they removed. I always thought it was kind of cool. Hmm. Um. They replaced it with Jedi Rocks, which is I don't think that's Max Rebo, right? It's his band, but then they have the
0: other singers. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I felt like that was kinda like if you know, that's like Bruce Springsteen and the E Street band, it's like mm-hmm. it's like really it's like this guy. But um I like uh I like the, the Moz Moz band too with Jabba Flow. Uh, oh yeah.
0: J.J. Abrams on the mic yep so there you go All right. very good that is it guys that brings us to the end of the show we want to thank everyone for listening and watching and being a part of the resistance make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts YouTube SoundCloud Spotify Podbean wherever you get your podcasts we are there so subscribe because we're at you two days a week and uh, of course the Mando Fan Show will be coming back so that's three days a week I mean just subscribe seriously enough's enough uh mm-hmm. make sure you go to starwarsnewsnet.com every day for all of your star wars hit the news bell. <laughs> <laughs> right hit the bell <laughs> um uh we talked about it before teespring.com slash store slash resistance broadcast if you want to get makes a little happen or our logo shirt or some of our other gear uh gary the porg good stuff um what else here patreon we went over that contest uh oh yeah. yeah so yeah let's let's touch on that new contest Lacey. what's the you deal go with that?
1: ahead you explain what the contest is
0: uh okay so you are going to let's see if i get this right yes go ahead because we haven't even officially launched it so it's all still in the working stages <laughs> here uh so jewelry jewelry brands is uh providing us with some cool stuff to give away. What you're going to do is find our tweet that we're posting today. We're giving away the client from the Mandalorian, his necklace with the empire medallion on it and a pin of baby Yoda eating a frog time. uh, an enamel pin. Yes. Uh, and all you have to do is be following us on Twitter at RBATSWNN and retweet that tweet. That is it. You'll be entered to win. And we're also doing something on Instagram What are are they doing on Instagram?
1: So Instagram, you're going to follow us, follow Jewelry Brands. It's on our uh, Instagram account, and then you're entered to win there, too. There's two chances to win, so make sure you follow us on both Twitter and Instagram.
0: Yes. Two chances are better than one, so do that.
1: And thank you to Jewelry Brands for... uh, Two
2: chances are better than one. Yeah.
0: Thank you, Jewelry Brands. (laughs) um i think that's why do i feel like i'm missing something we did the patrons we did everything right yeah go watch right. solo
1: you, that's the only thing you're missing
0: yeah yeah you better watch solo <laughs> monsters and do it on disney plus even if you own it just watch it on disney plus yeah. um and you guys can find me on twitter at johnny hoey and uh always preaching make solo two happen and at Wars starwarsnewsnet.com james uh
2: you can find me on twitter and instagram at myra trunks Lacey.
1: People can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin.
2: That is another TRB
0: in the books, but we will be back with you guys on Thursday where we're going to be getting back into the Kessel Run. We'll be doing the 12 best cameos in Star Wars history, in our opinion. Uh, So enjoy your weeks. We hope you're all well, and we'll see you on Thursday morning right here on the Resistance broadcast. See you around, kids.